Member-supported Jazz 90.1 proudly welcomes you to America's longest-running computer show, Soundbites. Call the show now at 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free, 800-790-0415 or soundbites.org. Now, alongside Steve Ray and Dave Enright, here's Nick Francesco on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the chips in the PC. It is Saturday, the 21st day of January, Anno Domini 2023, and you, ho oh, ho, you lucky people, you're listening to Sound Bites. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And it's six minutes after the hour, we are going to be bringing you news, views, things to choose, nothing to lose, kick off your shoes, don't get the blues. Here comes the news. Thank you. If you're interested in building a Windows 10 PC running Windows 10, you'd better hurry. Microsoft will stop directly selling Windows 10 licenses by the end of this month. According to notices posted to the Windows 10 Home, Pro, and Workstation pages on Microsoft's site, Microsoft will halt digital downloads of Windows 10 on January 31st, 2023. That's this year. Those of you who've already been screwing up. Burn your CD now. Burn your CD now. While Microsoft will support Windows 10... For a few more years, Microsoft's decision means you won't be able to buy a Windows 10 license except through existing stores of licenses at third-party retailers until they run out. Um, um, Microsoft said uh, uh, January 31st, 2023 will be the last day this Windows 10 download is offered for sale. Windows 10 will remain supported with security updates to help protect your PC from viruses, spyware, and other malware. Until October 14th, 2025, according to Microsoft's Windows 10 Home product page. Windows 10 Pro product change, uh, page says the same thing. The elimination of the Windows 10 license means that Windows 11 will not only be the operating system that Microsoft wants you to buy, it's also the only operating system that Microsoft will allow you to buy. The alternative for those wishing to buy a Windows 10 license will be to turn instead to third-party retailers. OEM copies of Windows 10 are still available at Amazon. Microsoft's media creation tool for Windows 10 also remains in place for now. The bottom line, though, is this is bad news if you're a system builder or enthusiast, a fan of Windows 10, and someone who doesn't want to upgrade to Windows 11. Soon you'll even have you'll have even less choice about which operating system you'll use, assuming you stick with Microsoft. Now, what was the final date? Um, the end of this month, January 31st. Okay, so like I say, it would be very wise if folks are thinking about it, even down the road, to burn. Uh, you can go to that site and they walk you through the instructions on how to burn, take, download the image, pack that image away on one of your backups, and then burn a couple CDs and tuck them away. Just in case you, you know, you've got to have Windows 10. So. Well, the other it. thing is, if you're if you've already got a Windows 10 installation, that should work. Make sure you keep your um, stuff updated. Yeah, well, and and make sure you keep your serial number. Yep. handy. Um, but if you're trying to, if you're thinking about later upgrading from seven or something else, Mm-mm. they may stop that. They yep. may simply say no longer when you can't no, upgrade yep. to Windows 10 anymore. Yep. So if if you're already in Windows 10, um, get your serial number and 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 put it away. Uh, along with that CD, right, right on the CD, and uh, 
I've posted a link to the ISO download. Perfect. Yep. And uh, now, which in, this is the the Windows 10 link. Um, right. Theoretically, that's going to go away. Yep. Right. So why at, you want to do it now? Yeah, yeah, do it now you before have, the month. Eleven you, days. You only got a few days left to do it. Do it now while we're talking about it. Because I well, the laptop that I wound up getting to replace one came with Windows 11. Right. Thought, eh. It's growing on me. <laughs> like a fungus. Yeah. And it is kind of neat. I mean, uh, for what I'm doing, I'm doing very simplistic stuff with my AM radio stuff. But uh, like I say, it's growing on me. It's not much different than, you know, I'm glad they, they got rid of those stupid panels and all this other stuff. You can now click on the start bar and see the other icons that you want there. And you can post the ones that you like. You know how before... You would hit the start button and it would go up and it would list current programs that you've used. Well, now you can pick and choose in the Windows 11 which ones you want to display right, in that, which right. is very handy. Yeah, like well, even on ten, even on eight, you could move the tiles around, but not the yeah the list. Yeah. No. Anyway, our poll of the week at soundbites.org. That's bites with a Y. Francis would like us to remind you is Microsoft to stop te- selling Windows 10 licenses. Your choices are first Windows 7 and now this. Better get mine quick. Mine goes up to 11. Win what now? And none of the above. So far, we've got 34 votes in the poll. Win what now is uh, is ahead, uh, followed by first win 7 and now this. Um, and, of course, uh, if you have more to say about this or you have a question or you, you know, whatever, give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free 1-800-790-0415. Um, yeah, really, putting this off means if you wanted a, a download of Windows 10, for uh, repair later or reinstallation or whatever, uh, you've only got ten days to get it. And um, uh, if uh, I if, just like having the idea of having the last installer, so I don't have to worry about getting another one next month. <laughs> that's exactly right. So you definitely want to make sure that you have uh, you have done the download. And again, you can burn it to a CD. You can put it on um, a thumb drive if it's big enough. Uh, you can save it out to the cloud somewhere. You can do whatever you want with it, but the point is uh, you should have one. And also uh, get your serial number, which is printed on the computer or you know, you can find it in the about this computer places and, and all kinds of ways to get it. But, but get your serial number so that if you do have to reinstall Windows, you've got the serial number. So, uh, so be aware of be aware of that, um, and and make sure you're ready. Well, that's interesting. Oh, there we go. All right, to the phones. Our first caller is Don from Pittsburgh, New York. Hi, Don. What's up? 
Hello. Uh, last week we talked about using old SATA drives from old unused computers for backup. And uh, you mentioned that the life of uh, a hard drive was generally around five years. My question is, can that life be extended by simply turning off the computer with that I was using and am using now if it's not going to be used overnight or put it on sleep if I'm going to be gone for two or more hours. Does that do anything to help the life of a hard drive? Well, it, it, yeah, you have to understand that it's not the the number of years, it's the number of used hours. And turning and on and turning off right, it's, adds right. more wear and tear. Kind of a catch-22. You turn it on and off a lot, you wear it out. You let it spin a lot, you wear it out. But when you put it to sleep, it spins down. And then when it spins up again, it wears out. Right. <laughs> so, it, you know, it... it it's, Short it's, answer is no, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Dang if you do, danged if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you get lucky and have one of those drives that lasts for 30 years. Right. Because it didn't die in five minutes. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, for example, I've got a couple of old drives that are probably 15 years old. Yes. But I know the system they were used in was only actually used for two years and sat in somebody's clo- closet they eventually gave it to me. I took the drive out, and it's been sitting on a shelf. Exactly. So it's a 15-year-old drive, but it's two years old. So you you say damned if you do or don't. Uh, I've read you know different recommendations. Some saying never turn off the PC, and others saying, well, that's uh, you're really better off if you turn it off if you aren't going to use it for a day or so. Yeah, yeah that's that part of that catch twenty two. Turning it on and off wears it out, so leave leave it on. Uh, running it all the time wears it out, so turn it off. You know what the thing <laughs> of it is. Is all these folks with their opinions, they're like everybody else. Everybody's got one, you know, and... uh, He means belly buttons. Everybody's got one, and they're all full of lint. Well... Yeah, and, and, that and probably too. Every, but everybody's got an opinion yeah. that well, oh no, you got to turn it off, and the others are saying no, leave it on, and it's like and, they, and there's validity to everyone's opinion. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you you having expert opinions? What is yours? I leave mine on all the time. Same here. I just turn off the monitor. But that's just my choice, yep. right? And I, it, it, and I have four backup, five backup, six backup. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I've got it. I've got backups to my backups to yep. my backups. So, Same here. Um, you know, it, I don't worry about the drive itself because I've got backups. Well, here's a good example. Uh, just uh, two months ago, three months ago, I had one of my machines totally die on me. And it's like, okay, no big deal. I went out, ordered another unit, came in, turned it on. It had Windows 10 on it. All I had to do was uh, log into my Google account. Boom, everything came down. My emails were there. All my photos are there. All my messaging, everything was there. All I, and even my tabs, because I'm a big tab user. And the, all you of them have were, a problem with tabs. Thank you. I resemble that. <laughs> and they were all there. The only thing I had to do was reinstall some of my other programs. It was no big loss as compared to, say, 10 years ago. When things, you right. know, we didn't have the Google accounts and all that type of stuff, I would have been in a panic. 
Not anymore. And Dave mostly, uh, almost exclusively now uses Google Docs, so yep. that was not a problem for him. Uh, always. For, for people like myself, I have a bunch of documents from the last, oh, 50 years uh, that are on my hard drive. I have backups of my backups of my backups. So if a drive dies, uh, retrieving my data is not a difficult thing to do. So it, it isn't about the hardware. Hardware dies. Mm-hmm. It's about recovery. Mm-hmm. Amen. You you cannot you cannot have a device that isn't going to die. They so don't make them. It so it's not about the device. It's about the backups. It's about recovery. Mm-hmm. Well, you uh, you make that point often, and it's certainly a good one. Thank you very much for the information. I appreciate it. All yep. right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye bye. The same thing I tell people about my memory. Storage is not the problem. It's retrieval. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one my other brain thing. is full. <laughs> May I go home? <laughs> one other thing I want to bring up. I had uh, somebody email and bring up a question. I talked about last week. Um, yeah, uh, Revo. Revo uninstaller. And one of the nice things about, you know, yes, you can get the free version of Revo on installer, and that does a fantastic job. But for, you know, a few bucks, you can get uh, the paid version. And they say, well, why would I want to do that? One of the things I discovered with the Revo is you can say you you get a new computer, and you know how they load so much junk on it? Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Well, with Revo, you can install it, pull it up. And it shows all those programs instead of like the old days having to just click one and then go uninstall and then go up to the next one. No, with Revo now, I can go through and click as many programs as I want and then say uninstall. You'd be amazed at how much space you get back. And it uninstalled six different programs for me. But the other thing that I did, because, you know, I've got multiple computers in the house, and I'm sure a lot of folks have it here, they now offer what they call the portable version. What you do right. is you download it and you put it on a, 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 zip, drive. a zip drive. Now you can take that zip drive and go to any machine and run Revo Uninstaller and have all those features of uninstalling stuff properly. Because like we've said before... If you try to use the Windows uninstaller, that does a junk job of just turns one switch off and your registry is still huge. So if you've tried to put a a program in there, say, three or four times, it's in that registry three or four times. If you use Revo uninstaller, it goes in there and cleans out all those things. A smaller registry means a more efficient machine. So right. by all means, use that as opposed to the Windows uninstaller. By all means. Like I say, even if you don't want to get the paid version, use the free one. That should be one of the first items that you put on a new machine along with antivirus and the spyware programs that we recommend. Right. So, again, to that one, uh, Jack was his name. Uh, that's the short answer of it, Jack. It's well worth the you know, looking into, just like we advise folks to uh, pay for uh, both uh, antivirus programs and the spyware programs. You get more features, and it also helps support and keep that company going. 
we all uh, I've seen a trend in the in the industry. People don't want to pay for anything anymore. Yeah, they really don't. And everybody everybody gets up in arms about it. Yeah, I'm not cheap. I just don't have the money because of Obama or Biden or somebody. They got to blame it on somebody else. Yeah, everybody blames it on somebody else. Don't take responsibility yourself. That would be horrible. Uh, the fact is, you, you can blame whoever you want. The fact is, if we don't start paying for stuff, there's going to be less stuff to pay for. Yeah, People are just going to stop making things. Or, or updating it. And then when right. they hack into that program, and well, I've been using this for, now all of a sudden I'm getting hacked. Well, yeah, the guy left because... Nobody's supporting them. You know, right. you can't keep doing it for free. You got to ask yourself the question, would you work for free all the time? Right. And but yet still meet everybody's demands. Well, I want this feature and I want that. And there's been a general trend recently, too, for subscriptions. So right. I can't buy something outright. I have to pay five or 10 or 20 bucks a month. Well, yeah, I, that's, I can't just, that's, yeah. that's. I'll tell you what, all my life I have paid for products and most yeah. of the time. It's been shareware where they say, send me a few bucks. They let me decide how much is in. And how many times have you been told you're the first person to pay for it? I was just about to say that. That's my point. People are not paying. Oh, my God, thank you. You're the first person who's ever paid. Okay. So, consequently, I've got an amazing service. Mm -hmm. I've had people say, uh, you know, uh, for a bunch of shareware type things, and that's not the term anybody uses anymore, but I'm old. The shareware products that that I've paid for, um, I will say to the thing, you know, I would love to see X. The next day, I've got a new yep. download available to me. I've been able to call the, the the person that actually wrote the program and ask a question. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, the same here. I um, just uh, last year, just before Christmas, I wrote to this one company that makes a big product that ham users use. And I said, hey, not for nothing, but, you know, you should have this other feature here just in case one of your updates don't work that I can go back to the previous version. And they wrote me back a nice note and saying, gee, we never thought it. Thank you. And boom, all of a sudden on the page was the previous version just in case, you know, you wound up because the machines, you know, aren't all the same as we've said before. Even though they're, you know, a Pentium this or that. The inside guts are totally different from computer to computer, and they can react different to different programs. So they thanked me, and again, again, I paid for it, and they were responsive. I've said before, I may in fact be the first person who ever paid for shareware. Jim Jim Button, Jim Knopf, but uh, Knopf is apparently the German word for button. Uh, he created Buttonware, and he offered... Uh, bunch of programs and i sent him money and he wrote me back an actual physical letter in those days that said i want to thank you for your for your payment for your what's well, not the word he used for your donation um y- your donation gives me hope that i can actually make a living at this cool and so i i may i may in fact be the first person Whoever paid for shareware, but um, the, it doesn't matter whether I'm the first or not. I tend to pay for my shareware. Now, that said, I use Linux, which is ninety nine point nine 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 percent free. Yep. And nobody asks for anything, um, and I'm happy to do that. But when I buy a piece of code that I think is excellent, that I really find useful, 
I go looking for their website to see if they have a donate button. Mm-hmm. Oh, same here. All the programs that I use right now for my ham radio stuff, every one of them, I've made some contribution because, you know, they take the time and effort. And I know what that's like being a, uh, an ex-programmer. You know, the time and the hours that you spend doing that and writing the code and everything else. And they keep coming out with more features, more features. You want to encourage that. Yep. So the only way to encourage is is by supporting them. I have. I, I will be performing an experiment Monday night. Um, uh, Mastermind Lounge, the company they work with, has an event, a free event Monday night. Uh, Steve Christie and Darren Bennett are going to be talking about uh, this weekend's football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're calling it Monday night Monday night live recap, and uh, it's an online event, and uh, it's free, but we'll have a tip jar. I'll be interested. See how many folks. Right. Who's who's appreciative enough to actually pay? But we'll see. Do you remember the URL offhand? I can post it. Yes, it's actually on the thing, but it's uh, mmlconnect.com slash mnq, which was originally Monday Night Quarterbacks. Because I, I, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. So I want to call it Monday Night Quarterbacking. But but both (laughs) Steve and Darren said, we weren't quarterbacks. You can't call us quarterback. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, quarterback, halfback, nickelback, fullback. Right. Pennyback? Yeah. Uh, Just don't don't play nickelback. That's all I'm asking. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do there. So, yeah, you can, you can post that link. Like I said, it's free. Um, uh, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. To the phones. Our next caller is Andy from Greece, New York. Hi, Andy. What's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, real quick, uh, I know Dave advocates and you advocate buying the, the paid version of Revo. Uh, they have been making it real easy to do so. They've uh, I recently updated mine, and it was like you got two years for like twenty four ninety five or twenty nine ninety five, something like that, for a two year subscription. Nice. And they put it on sale periodically for a price that is so ridiculously cheap that you almost can't not do it right exactly right a lot of places are doing that now p cloud is doing the same thing you know two terabytes lifetime for 700 Mm -hmm. bucks i mean come on yep yeah they're you know they're they're realizing that people want a good value for their dollar and they put it out there and then you don't worry about it for two years that's exactly right that's exactly right so that's my two cents all right thanks andy you too yep bye-bye so yeah, we're we're finding that you know, in as my daughter is fond of saying, in this economy, uh, it's it's hard to get people to pay for things, mm. and I get that. I absolutely get that. On Especially the other hand, prices going up and everything yep. else. And on the other hand, I am selfish. I want the products I like to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that? You pay for them. Yep. Supporting the folks that are supporting you and what you're doing. I mean, it's only fair. You know, if you're trying to accomplish something and using this particular product, you would be darn upset if all of a sudden it started getting glitchy on you and failing on you and everything else. You'd be up in all arms. Yep. But they could turn around and say, well, how much did you pay for it? 
Yeah, right. well, then you got nothing complained about. You can't say that you're a supporter, just like this radio station, you know, and all of a sudden if we were to disappear, you can't complain because you didn't support. Yeah. I mean, several several times over the years, people have given me free things. And if something goes wrong with it, I feel bad complaining. Yep. I got a free thing. How can you? But if I paid for it, I don't have a problem saying, you know what needs to be fixed? This. All right, we're going to take a quick break while you dance a polka. But we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Dave Enright, with Steve Ray, with me, Nick Francesco, and with you. It is 29 minutes after the hour. You are listening to the longest-running computer show in the known universe. That's right. It's Soundbites right here on the truly great and truly grateful that with your support, speaking of paying... We are member-supported Jazz 90.1. Online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at soundbites.org. More with Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And at 35 minutes after the hour, we are Soundbites. And we had a uh, question on the YouTube chat. Uh, William wanted to ask why, if he goes into restricted mode, if he turns on restricted mode in YouTube, it cuts off the stream. And we believe it's because uh, at somewhere in setting it up, you said you did not want adult-only content. Yeah. Restricted mode. And, and we, we um, and by, well, this is a, this is a, a, a loosey-goosey interpretation by Google. When we set it up, it, one of the questions is, is this... Made for kids. Made for is kids. Is the word they use. Right. And we said no, because sometimes Dave slips. And I'm blaming you. And it's, it's, not, tar- well, it's, and it's not targeted specifically to kids. Right, exactly. Um, and so on the creator side, the question is, is this made for kids? On the user side, the question is, do you want to restrict adult-only content? And and I like how it says there, no filter is 100% accurate. <laughs> right, 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 right. So those those two things don't match up in the mind of the average user, but they clearly do to Google. So if you said you don't want adult-only content, thinking I don't need to, there are certain things I just don't need to see on my computer, you're also cutting off any YouTube stream that says it is not made for kids. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, restricted mode turns that off. It also turns off comments. Believe me, I will. I will say this: YouTube is a much nicer experience if you don't read the comments. No. There are a lot of whack <clears throat> jobs out there. Absolutely. Anyway, the point is, um, if you if you turn off restricted mode, you should see the stream fine. Or if you go in and change your settings to say, I don't want to restrict adult content, you should see. The stream fine and, with and restricted mode on. To, I think. A, to a computer, there's no difference between um, um, adult content that made that's made for adults and adult content that's pornographic, right? Because there's another nebulous definition, right? But uh, um, uh, Google does have their list of what they consider um, uh, restricted content, um, and we don't fit under any of them, so we we shouldn't be marked as restricted. 
but right. we're not marked as made for kids. Right. So you're right. Exactly. So that's that's uh, just a, a, a loose fit interpretation by Google. But we have to live under their rules. It's their, yeah, it's their, their I, stream. It's their can, ball field. we got to play by their rules. I can submit our channel saying we shouldn't be restricted, but I don't know if I want to bring us to the attention of Google. There's that. <laughs> yeah. Fly under the radar if you can. Right. Um, we yeah. already get gigged every week. Poor Steve has to go in every week. Yeah. Uh, because um, during the breaks, of course, we play music. We have a license to do that. This is not music we're stealing. Right. This station Part of the has radio a license. Stations. Right. This function. station has a license to stream media, to play media over the air, which are two different licenses, mm-hmm. by the way. But we have both of those licenses. But and they're expensive. And they're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, but Google doesn't have a place where you can say, here's our license. So every week we get gigged. Because we've got restricted music playing on our system, and Steve has to go in and say no. And it's three. Uh, we're allowed to do this, and it's, it's like three seconds here, five seconds there. Right, but still annoying. Yeah. Well, no, it's got to be more than eight seconds. So uh, what happens is during the breaks when we leave, there's music in the background, thirty seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where that comes in. But yeah, so. But well, fortunately for us, the only thing it does is block our monetization on our YouTube channel. Right. We we don't have enough subscribers to monetize YouTube anyway. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah. So it's not. It, I mean, in in one sense, it's not a big deal for us, uh, because like like Steve said, it. You know, we've only we've got yeah, three hundred and eleven subscribers. Three hundred subscribers. You need what? A thousand minimum. A thousand minimum. Right. Um, to start monetizing, and and really, if you're going to make money at it, it's a zil- it's a billion. So I mean, a million. Excuse me. I got. And right syndrome. Uh, it's a million. Well, yeah, it's a million subscribers and a billion views. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, our chapter says, Dave has a zip disk? Yeah, well, yeah. So stay, stay. I got a lot of zip disks. I don't have many zip drives left. That's right. <laughs> I actually um, uh, found a computer hiding in a corner of the basement that has a zip drive. It's a tower with a zip drive in it. Really? I, I don't. I suspect uh, I would just get click, 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 click. You never know until you try. That's right. Well, that's going to be a long time then. I'm probably not trying any time in this decade. <laughs> All right. Our next caller is Tom from Brighton, New York. What's up, Tom? Hi. Um, so I've got an iPhone 13. And uh, last, several, last week and over the weekend, I kept getting notices about a download of the latest op- operating system, iOS. I think it was 16.2. Am I correct about that? Uh, yeah. Two so I, two I got the notices, and every time it, after the notice, I got another message from the phone saying that it didn't install. Finally, this today, I got another download, and I installed it manually. And it worked, apparently. It, it's now installed. So why did it have so many hiccups along the way? It should have told you why it couldn't install. Um, most commonly we see it's because there's not enough disk space on the phone. Um, partly, so the, the, the download itself is, is six or eight gigs, and then you need at least three times that free space on your phone for working space, scratch space, put the new OS in, then we delete the old OS, and then reboot. 
Um, so if you're if you're getting close to the edge, in fact, we've seen some 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 places where it says you need ten gigs free, and you have you have ten point two, it'll start to work and then fail in the middle because it. 10.2 wasn't quite enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. And, uh, and and sometimes the only workaround is erase the phone and start over. Right. Okay. Um, sometimes it can also be your phone didn't have enough charge. So most people um, uh, tend to plug their phone in at night to charge. Um, right. And the OS installs will, the, the automatic installs run overnight. So it doesn't interrupt what you're in the middle of. Uh, but if you weren't charging some night, and it didn't have, uh, I think it's got to have at least 50% charge, then it wouldn't install that way. But it, well, it usually says that on the, uh, on, the, on the notification. Or if you tap on the notification summary, it will go in and show you the notification details. You know, could not be installed because the battery charger is too low or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that it wasn't due to a lack of charge because my phone is always pretty well charged. Um, but I suppose I'll look at notifications to see what the details are for the for the installation. Okay. Well, as I said, it finally did did install this morning. Um, yeah, that's good then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, uh, I'm pretty much done. You've been helpful. All right. All thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Bye. Right. Yeah, I just had an update a short while ago for my phone as well, and and uh, I tend to rarely have more than half of my phone filled with something. So I had plenty of space and plenty of time. And any time I have a, uh, an update, I plug it in right away. Yeah. Just just to be on the safe side. Um, but not not everybody has that luxury. They may not be sitting right by a charger yep. uh, when it's time for that. So I get that. How many of your, your professors would... To try to start their class and then Windows Update starts running. My pet peeve, my pet peeve. And all the time I say, there's an update coming. When you're in your office hours, update your machine while you're sitting there instead of waiting till you go to class. Uh, the machine is updating. What do I do? You wait now. Wait the two hours for the update throughout through your one hour class. Can't help you. We don't, we don't, you know, we have, we always had one or two extra machines around. Yeah. One but have, one half have, the time they've got their presentation on their computer. Instead of on the shared server where it should be. Exactly right. <laughs> and so there's nothing. Where it can, can be backed up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I went into our, our YouTube channel and um, the December 10th video is partially blocked. There was a 13-second use of a Jackson 5 song. That's okay. But there was a 19-second use of Rock the Casbah by The Clash. Remastered. Um, that was blocked. Yep. So who owns... So which music company owns which song? <laughs> and what are their restrictions on how much you can play before you get blocked? So apparently this is blocked in some other countries. So I can I can remove that song so there's dead air, right? <laughs> or I can replace it with a um, copyright free song from YouTube, <laughs> and then I have no choice what it replaces it. I with. say just cut out the commercials. Well, this is in the live stream. Oh, so I could go to dead air during during the commercials. But yeah, that's not good either. Actually, that would stop the stream because it sees dead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so we we aren't going to win. But like like we said, there's no. Uh, 
So there's no real downside to us since we don't have enough subscribers to matter anyway. Yeah, for 18 seconds that mattered. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they don't know how long it's going to go on, so they probably have a timer set for so many seconds, and Mm -hmm. then. But and and they they tell me the start time and end time of the song, and it was 18 seconds long, and that was too much. But is it the amount of time, or is it because it mentions the Casbah? Well, it, it specifically mentions which song and how long it played. Right. Now, is there so, any way that we could just pop in our own music when, you know, we go to break? But, but this is the live stream, so it, that would be difficult. Mm-hmm. No, I, well, that's what I don't know. Yeah. He's yeah, our I, technical I, guy I when it comes the, to this. I could mute the audio during the, the breaks. I used to try doing that so I didn't have to edit things out later for the right, podcast. Right, right, right. I would almost always remember to mute, but I'd quite frequently forget to unmute. <laughs> unmute. <laughs> so I said, nope, I will just edit it later. Yeah, yeah that's probably best. Safer. That's probably best. Yeah, and, and of course, the uh, the podcast, Steve uh, does take the time, God love him, to um, edit the podcast down, uh, to take out the very few breaks we take, which mm. means that the... Um, Copyright music, which we do have the right to stream. Play, yeah. Um, Hello, we're is, a radio station. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, it's just not somebody out of their basement, you know, deciding to go up on frequency with their own transmitter and start broadcasting. Right. It's a legit station. The days of pirate radio. Yep. Well, Been there, done that. Yeah. That's a, that's a different story. Um yeah, but there's there's a lot of and and the restrictions are not arbitrary. Okay, Google has, has is following the law. Mm-hmm. You know, if you own the copyright, the right to copy a song, and copy means play it, save it to your hard drive, do whatever you want with it. If you own the copyright, you get to say what people can do with your song, which is why uh, a lot of, of rock people are suing the Republican Party right now, because they have used those songs without permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has nothing to do with their politics and everything to do with their pocketbooks. Yeah, because you they're losing it out. You, whether you're, it doesn't matter what your what your politics are. If you use my song without my permission, you have stolen it yep. if I own the copyright. It's that simple. There's a Twisted Sister song that one of the parties is using, you know, we're not going to take it. And the joke is the song is exactly against what the yeah. policy yeah. Yeah. is doing. <laughs> uh, and then there are other people who have said, yeah, go ahead, use my song. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, but they- that's their choice. They own the copyright. So, for example, I've written some books. I own the copyright to those. If I decide to give you a copy, that is my choice. If I sue you because you stole a copy, that is my choice. Mm-hmm. One of the, the well, one of the main, many problems in, in copyright law is that if you don't defend your copyright, you risk losing it. Right. So there's there's kind of a running joke is in that Disney is is horrib- horribly overreaching on its copyright claims. Especially since most Disney stories were public domain, thousand-year-old stories when they started to begin with. But um, if you don't 
defend every use of your copyright, then the next person can say, oh, look, they let that one go by so I can use it too. Yep. Well, and that's, that's, <laughs> I've always felt bad for Disney. You know, a lot of daycare centers have yep. murals of, of Disney characters, characters on yep. the walls. Tell me about it. That's illegal. In game. And so if, if Disney does not sue them, they are at real risk of losing the copyright to those characters. So in order to maintain their copyright, they have to be the bad guy and go to some little daycare center yep. with six kids in it and say, we're suing you out of existence unless you paint over these murals. In, uh, in Gates, there's a Walt Disney Elementary School, and they got the, name, you know, the naming rights from Disney. There was a story years ago about they painted murals in, in their um, you know, kindergarten classes. That was against copyright because you only had a license for the name on the building, not a license right. for the characters in, the, in a room. Right. So, you know, copyright law is what it is. Now, there are a lot of people who put their stuff under, under the Creative Commons licenses. And those say, those are anywhere from use it how you like, but, but you have to say that I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Give me credit. All the way, right, give me credit. All the way up to just go ahead and use it. I don't care. Um, so uh, most, most of the times when I give a uh, talk to someone, I give them the slide deck that I gave that talk from. And it says right on there, uh, my Creative Commons licenses, share it with anybody you want, but leave my credit on there. And, and, and I think that's fair. Yeah. Content creators need to have their content protected. That's right. So it doesn't get stolen and used somewhere else. But there's been an, uh, uh, how long does that protection last? And, and that's another joke about Disney is that every time Mickey Mouse threatens to run out of copyright. Next it, year, by the way. Right. It used, well, it used to be 10 years and then it was, uh, you know, 20 years. Now it's, now it's 50 years after the death of the copyright 70. owner. 70. 70 years after the death of the copyright owner. Um, that every time it gets close, uh, Disney petitions uh, the, the copyright office to exchange, extend the, uh, the lead again. Yep. And, and Which right is especially now, crazy because Mickey Mouse was a copy of Steamboat Willie from another studio. <laughs> no, no, uh, Oswald Rabbit. Oswald Rabbit, yeah. Um, which was also a, Disney, uh, a Walt Disney character. He created Oswald Rabbit. Yep. But when he changed studios, he couldn't use Oswald anymore. So he created Mickey Mouse, which was Oswald Rabbit with shorter ears. Well, um, it's just basically. like our logo. Our logo has my uh, mark on it. Your little sigil, yeah. My, my uh, D on it. And a couple of folks said, well, I took that out. Uh, no, you better put it back in. That's mine. We, have, we hold the copyright to that. Right. And it, does, it gives you right. Yeah, you can display it. But do not alter it, right? Because uh, then, right? And and you know, people look. This goes right along with what we were saying earlier. People don't want to pay for anything anymore, mm-hmm. and they don't care about law anymore. I get it, I do. Uh, but you will care about the law if you get sued. And as Steve said, the only way to protect the copyright is to sue the person who is mm-hmm. abusing it. And if you want to protect your copyright, if your copyright matters. I had that problem years ago. I wrote a play that someone else produced under their name. I sued their butts off. Hey. I sued their butts off. Good. My work, my, you know. I, your credit. If, if they wanted to use it and make money from it, I didn't have a problem with that. Don't call it yours. It's mine. And uh, and that was a tidy little sum, I yeah. have to say. That was all right. 
Uh, but I will do that because that is my work. Yeah. I, you don't have much in this life, but you own what you own. What yeah. you own. So yeah, I absolutely get that. Um, and and you know, we'll often tell people who who you know complain. Oh, I don't want to pay for that. Well, how about I come into your uh, home and take something you made? You can't do that. Well, you're trying to do it to me. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Oh, it didn't take that long. It's not worth that much. Yes, it is. Yeah. You don't get to set the worth of my work. Yeah. yeah. You don't. You can decide not to pay that much, yeah. but I've set the price. And if you say yes too fast, my price was too low. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, my Lord, I had that happen to me once. I, I was in between jobs, and I took a, a contract with a company, and I named an outrageously high sum of money. They couldn't say yes fast enough, and I thought, ah, damn it, crap. <laughs> that was that was too low. Too low. It was clearly too low. Hey, through life you learn. Now, I mean, it, it paid off my mortgage and my car, but it was clearly still too low. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, uh-huh. that was uh, that was very clear to me when uh, when they said yes. We've had we've had in our store we've had customers tell us we don't charge enough because they're used to the big service. Providers charging you know five hundred dollars per seat per month, right? And in, in the specific instance, someone needed a new Ethernet card, so it was like one hundred and fifty bucks for the card and the installation. <laughs> it's, well, the, the, this other giant three letter company, <laughs> yeah, they would have charged us five hundred dollars. So you must be getting a kickback from someone. No, no, that's that's just what prices really are. Yep, yep. Then we, have, then we have other people tell us our prices are are way too high. So you, you can't win. Yeah, you never will. You know that yep. from our business. Yeah, you know uh, you're I'm not going to please well, all the people all the time. Why does it cost so much? You just have to type a couple of keys. Well, then you typed a couple of keys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not paying for me to type the keys. You're paying for me to know what keys to type. Yeah, the 40 years of, ex- of experience knowing. Yeah. You, you well, do. You have to pay for what you get, but don't forget, you also get what you pay for. Yeah. If you pay less, you get less. That's well, that simple. There used to be, you know, uh, and I'm sure Steve still gets it too. People would bring it in. Well, it shouldn't take you that long to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, you tell them your hourly late rate and they go, well, you shouldn't take that. Uh, okay, fine. Well, it's a simple then problem. Tell you won't what. turn on. Yeah. <laughs> if it's that easy and you think it can be done that fast, you go ahead and do it. Right. And on the occasions when it is that easy, you're scared you miss something. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. And and most people don't charge for bench time. I mean, if I start a test yeah. running and walk away, yeah, no, I don't charge for the test time. Yeah. No. So, you know, I I might say it's only going to take me two hours. You know, I'm charging you for two hours. But that two hours yep. happens over ten hours. And they come back two hours later and say, is it done yet? Right. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. If you'd like, I will charge you for the test time, the yeah. bench time. I'm happy to do that. It's now going to be a ten-hour cost, not a two-hour cost. And the thing of it is, is, again, once you get it on the bench, and then, like you say, you walk away, then you come back. 99% of the time, then after it does that, there are other things that you have to follow up on, like Steve said, to make sure everything was done correctly and it's going to work correctly because the last thing you want to do is hand it back to the customer and then have them come back in and say, you didn't fix it. It's still broken. You know, it's not doing what I wanted to do. Oops. Right. So, yeah, it can take the extra time like that. Well, and the, and the other thing, of course, is when people don't tell you something. Mm-hmm. So you fix the thing, and they come back and say, well, it doesn't do this. You never asked for this. You never once said this. 
So I toured the end. I was recording every yeah. every conversation I had with anybody. We used to, uh, we well, we still do, but we used to enforce it more to have an exit interview with every person yep. to make sure we fixed everything that was on their list. But then they didn't want to pay for that. Right. Well, how do I know you fixed everything? Well, you can sit down with us and we'll go through every... Well, I'm not going to pay for that. Well, then here. Right. <laughs> Can't have it both ways. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's a long, involved process to fix a machine. And it's more than just run this. Um, yeah, we do that with like the security tango or, you know, whatever that all is. But when it's a, when it's a serious problem, um, often you don't know what the problem is and you yep. also don't necessarily know that there aren't multiple problems hiding behind the original problem right and, and especially when it's it's kind of a vague problem my computer's running slow right okay okay running slow doing what just running everything no web browsing opening apps saving file what's it run? oh everything mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yep all right, come back in a week. Yep. Oh, I got this weird error message. What do I do? What's the error message? I don't know. I didn't write it down. I didn't read it. Then I don't know. Yeah. I cannot help you. Call me when you get the error message, and this time write it down. I'm sorry. That's just the way that works. All right, that music tells us that you have wasted an entire hour of your life listening to this nonsense, but don't despair. For those of you who are gluttons for punishment... There's a whole other hour of the longest-running computer show in the known universe coming your way with Dave Enright, Steve Ray, Nick Francesco, and you. It is 59 minutes after the hour. You're listening to Sound Bites and the truly great and truly grateful to you. We are member-supported Jazz 90.1. Take a quick bio break, and we'll see you on the other side in just a couple of minutes. It's America's longest-running computer show. Back to more sound bites with Nick, Dave, and Steve. Next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. WGMC Greece, Rochester. A public service of the Greece Central School District. Jazz 90.1. On Facebook at Jazz 901 FM. Welcome back to America's longest-running computer show. Sound bites on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Get online now. Call 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free 800-790-0415. Or submit your question by email at soundbites.org. Once again, here's Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And it's seven minutes after the hour. You are hurtling headlong into the second hour of the longest-running computer show in the known universe. Sound bites, Right here on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Don't forget to vote in the poll at soundbites.org. Bites with a Y. Francis would like us to remind you. Only 42 votes in so far, so uh, let's get those vote totals up. And, of course, you can give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free, 1-800-790-0415. Apple had some announcements this week. Just a few. Just a few. Scattered Um, over several days. Yeah. So so they could have multiple news cycles. Right. (laughs) And, And they were pretty rare. I mean, rarely do they announce things in January. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, uh, they introduced updated 14 inch and 16 inch MacBook Pro models, an updated Mac Mini, a second generation full size HomePod, 
and a new Unity Band for the Apple Watch in celebration of Black History Month. Apple also revealed that iOS 16.3 will be released to the public, I think, next week at this point. Uh, the new 14- and 16-inch MacBook Pro models are available with Apple's, Apple's latest M2 Pro and M2 Max chips for up to 20% faster performance and up to 30% faster graphics. I don't know if that's faster than Intel or faster than the M1. Faster than previous generation. Okay. The laptops can be configured up to 96 gig of RAM compared to the Macs of 64 gig previously. Apple also updated the Mac Mini with the new M2 and M2 Pro chip options, resulting in the final Intel-based Mac Mini being discontinued. Although, um, if, if you have an old um, Intel Mac and you can't use it for anything else, it makes a truly great Linux machine. Or doorstop. Or doorstop, sure. Or coaster. Just... Mm-hmm. Uh, the second-generation HomePod, there's Apple people grinding their molars right off at this moment. The second-generation HomePod features a virtually identical design as the full-size HomePod that was discontinued in March of 2021, including a, bl- a backlit touch surface and mesh fabric exterior. The speaker continues to evolve around Siri and has matter support for controlling HomeKit and other smart home accessories. Apple also released a new special edition Black Unity Sport Loop, for the Apple Watch series, loop means a uh, band, I guess. In this case, it's a watch band, right? It loops around you, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's it does it doesn't have a clasp; but it's just stretchy, right? Um, uh, it's for the Apple Watch series four and later, in celebration of Black History Month. Available in forty-one millimeter and forty-five millimeter sizes, the band features the word "Unity" woven into the fabric with red, green, and black yarn. Apple also said a matching Unity wallpaper for the iPhone will be available next week and requires iOS 16.3. I don't know how a wallpaper requires a specific OS, but okay, which confirms that the software update will be released to the public next week. iOS 16.3 includes a few new features, including an option to use a physical security key as a two-factor authentication option for an Apple ID account, global availability of advanced data protection for wider iCloud encryption, and support for the new second-generation HomePod. The update also includes, ta-da, multiple bug fixes. Uh, are you ready to update your Apple gear? Give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. It's 966-5299. Toll-free, 1-800-790-0415. An original... Uh, um, Apple Mac 512 or 256? Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, this was taken years ago. I would have to be. Oh, that's an SE. Oh, it's an SE. Well, it's a couple years newer. <laughs> and uh, when I did it, I showed it to Steve back then because yeah. we were on a trip down in uh, Pennsylvania. And I go, well, that's one use for the computer. What I'm doing, folks, is uh, this is a Mac uh, SE, Steve? Yeah, it looks like it. And they were using it as a doorstop to hold the door open because these guys were moving furniture and all nice. this stuff out of the yeah. office. And so the, the new computers from Apple are the ones that we expected in October. Yeah. And then we expected in November. And then we expected in December. And then we didn't expect until March. Another here. <laughs> yeah. But no one was expecting the HomePod. No one expects the Spanish HomePod. Yeah. They discontinued the big HomePod in March of 21. And and there were a lot of people upset because it, it had its fans. We were actually out, was selling our last stock at over um, uh, street price because people wanted them so bad. And now that it came back, even better. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Though, throughout the whole market, not only um, on the Mac side, but on the PC side, 
there's not a lot of new stuff yep. and great, you know, uh, excitement around things coming out. I mean, we've gotten down to where there's either laptops or uh, tablets. And each new chip is 20 yeah, it's like, the last chip and yeah, more it's or less oh. evolution, not revolution. I mean, yeah. the days of holy moly, the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I got to get up at midnight or go the iPod. Get, be the yeah, first one. Yeah. You don't hear that gone. anymore. Nope. You know, I suppose when we have a, a flying car, you can fit in your pocket. But until then, who knows? Well, like they said, you know, I saw a thing on Facebook. It's kind of funny that we've come full circle. When we, as kids, saw the Jetsons mm-hmm. and saw some of their stuff, you know, that they'd have meetings on TV, you know, the screen and everything else. Well, we do that now. You know, we can, all this stuff and uh, talking on your phone and all this, it's the com- true. The computer in your pocket. Yeah. The uh, Dick Tracy two-way wrist radio. Yeah. 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 Which eventually became a real thing, so that they had to make it the two-way wrist TV. Yep. Then that was a real thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, to the phones. Our next caller is Ed from Greece, New York. Hi, Ed. What's up? Nothing much, but um, I have a quick question for Steve. Why are the podcasts on the Soundbites website, but not on the podcast players? They are on the podcast players. Because I have I have not got mine since the end of November. Oh, we changed servers back then. I thought, right. and we didn't announce that long enough, I guess. Um, so you have to go back to the uh, to the Soundbites homepage and resubscribe um, with the new address. Sorry, but uh, yeah, we've got it in Apple Podcasts and uh, iHeartRadio and Google's and. Tune in, and I'm working on Spotify. All right, because I have I have the orange circle called Podcast Player. Yeah, you have to. You have I don't to know resubs- what backend they're they're using. Yeah, you have to. You have to uh, go in resubscribe. And yeah, resubscribe with the link that's on the Soundbites homepage. All right, thank you very much. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, um, it says the Soundbites podcast feed. It's the Fourth link under the some important links um, thing, so you'll you'll be able to find that fairly easily um, through that. And yeah, we have. Uh, oh, look at that! Nobody voted here this today. Haha! I get to do that. Um, and and while you're there, uh, vote in the poll. And we'll go back to the phones and talk to Larry from Rochester, New York. Hi, Larry. What's up? Good afternoon, guys. Um, I have something going on strange with Google Chrome on my uh, iMac PC. Um, specifically, when I Google up Chrome now, um, if I usually when I put the cursor into the screen, Gmail and everything is always showing up in the right-hand corner or what have you. I have to click several times now for that to show up. If I go into Google Mail and I open Compose, um, uh, the, 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 the screen that comes up for Compose is completely white for the most part. There's stuff showing through it. 
Um, the other thing is that if I do suddenly a search for images of anything where I used to get images, um, I get all these blank colored spaces that say, well, there's an image in there, and if I click, it shows up. But if I open up uh, Google Chrome in Safari, it looks the way it used to look. If I open it up in Firefox, it looks a di little different, but fundamentally it's working. <laughs> Um, so what I tried doing is uninstalling uh, Google Chrome and reinstalling it, but I, I get the same thing in the, in the, in the, the base setup of the, of the iMac. So I know something crazy is going on, but I have no clue about what to do. I wonder if it's the basic HTML versus extended HTML in, in, in the... Well, he may have images turned off. Yeah, and there's also a... a, a Excuse me. Um, a section to turn images off. Well, images are off by default unless the person is in your address book. So, and that's the stops in, in the in in the Gmail. Yes, in Gmail. Yeah, and that's in in fact probably most uh, email services. Uh, and that's to stop the spam images from being offensive because many of them are. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be somewhere in um, mail settings. So there's there's. The Chrome settings, there's Google account settings, and there's mail settings. And you can turn on and off images in most of those places. Okay, but if I have, if I bring up Google Chrome for the first time and just go to search and type in images cats, for instance, mm -hmm. um, the, as a matter of fact, let's see if I can tell you exactly what it's doing. Um. I'll get images, cats, and there will be a lot of show. And then if I actually click images, cats, some images will show I see a blank field that says, hey, there are images in there. Uh, and if I click, it will show up. But they used to all If you open up. up the Chrome settings. Chrome settings. And search for images. Okay. Search for images. You will down... Uh, you might have to scroll down to see content. One of the things under content is sites can show images. Oh. And if that's turned off or set to sites cannot show images. So uh -huh. you have two choices. Sites can show images and don't allow sites to show images. If you set it to don't allow sites to show images, you'll see exactly what you're seeing. Okay, so let me write this down then. In Chrome, go to settings. Right. Then, and then search for images. Okay. And because what, you can never find where the setting is, it's easier to search for it. It's easier to search for it. It's Google. You search. Yeah. I got it. Okay. You scroll down to content, and one of the choices under content is images. Okay. And then there's that little arrow on the right. You click the arrow, and, and you can choose sites can show images or... Um, sites cannot show images. And below that, you can set block lists. So if you want some sites to show images but not others, you can set a right. block list and a, and a white li uh, um, allow list. Okay. And also, in your search, um, there's a safe search that's on by default. Okay. So you don't see potentially adult uh, content. Okay. Okay. And but if someone has mislabeled a picture as adult content yeah. or the algorithm sees too much color that looks like flesh, mm -hmm. uh, it may be uh, true. Or, or, no, if you're using a, another word for cat. That's true. Uh, you may find that um, a bunch of those sites, oh, excuse me, a bunch of those images 
are blocked because of the safe search. I see. Okay. Well, while I was talking to you, I did put in image cat, C-A-T-S. And um, as usual, maybe one or two come up. There's writing under it. It's from Pixabay, Unflash, Pexels, you name it. And all these images are cats there, but I actually have to, I actually have to select it now Which, to, to see anything. Yes, Which, and, that's, and that's a symptom of don't allow sites to show images. And which search engine are you using? Well, is it I, set to, to use Google or a different search engine? I'm, I'm, what does it say in the address bar at the very top? Um, the address box at the very top. Uh, it says I'm using Chrome. No, the the below below the program name, the, Where you have the, the, the address bar. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Where you type an address to, or type a search. Oh uh, yeah, it says Google dot com. Okay. okay, so it's not so, a search yeah, hijacker. Uh, uh, you know, we, you can. The fact is, it it sounds like that's the problem. So fix that, <laughs> and and it should help. Now, and, uh, is there a similar setting in iOS itself? That he should also look at because he's on iOS, right? Yes. Uh, uh, yep. Well, um, not if you're using Chrome; it has its own settings. Okay. But uh, but you did you did spark something. The settings file is not replaced when you reinstall the app. Reinstalling applications almost never fixes any problem because the problem are in the settings. Um, I noticed that all my settings remain the same. Right. I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, but everything that was there in the settings before yes. is still there. Because the settings touch. are never never deleted unless you delete it. So if you go into Chrome settings, uh-huh. um, uh, near the bottom of the left-hand uh, panel is a reset settings command, uh-huh. and that will reset all your settings back to default. Now, does that mess with passwords saved and all of that? Um I don't believe the password stores are, uh, see, cookies, uh, bookmark history and passwords will not be cleared. Okay. But all the other settings for images and and safe search and things like that will be cleared. Um, That can also help if you've gotten some sort of malicious extension loaded. That's another thing to look for. Check your extensions list Mm -hmm. because maybe a, a malicious extension got loaded. Uh, or even a good extension, you know, you know, uBlock Origin is blocking whatever site that's coming from right, for some right. reason. Okay, well, I'll look. Some, I know something has happened for sure. And yeah. I just, for the last couple of days, I have not been able to figure it out where to go. And as I said, I just, there's a last resort. I said, okay, let me change the settings. And I, it, 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 I just couldn't get it. So... Uh, I've written down everything you told me. I'm going to dive into it again and see if that'll solve the problem. There you go. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Larry. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Does, does Apple, um, does iOS have the ability to say this login is a child? No. Okay. Not iOS, but macOS does. I meant macOS. He's on a, he's on a Mac. Yeah. So yeah, you can have you can have um, uh, well, you can have standard accounts. You can have managed accounts where you can manage what the kids are allowed to get to, right? And then and then the admin, right? But it, what it sounds like is that something just went a little amok in yeah. the settings. So, and this happens from time to time with any yeah. any computer. It's uh, an update or something could accidentally you know trigger something else 
which uh, when doing creating the update, they didn't think about the other libraries that might be affected right. by it. Or it's solar flares. I'm blaming yeah. everything on solar flares right now. Oh, it's the blackouts. Yeah. 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 Oh. We we don't think that's a, that's a thing, but in fact, um, ask any ham radio operator. Oh, right now, it's unbelievable. Matter of fact. And, and they affect computers in exactly the same way they affect radios. And th- that's the whole thing. Right now, we were, we're supposed to have this one contest where you're going to be using your computer. It was called FT8. And it literally relied on the uh, the computers. Yep. And with the solar flare, all of a sudden, it was like you could. It was weird because an hour before, you'd see all this activity on the band. Then all of a sudden, it went nothing, not a thing. It wiped it right on out. You had to wait about two or three hours until the flare calmed down, and then all of a sudden, things started coming back up. Yep, and it's just where, and we're going to be in this for the next uh, eight to nine years, because right now we're uh, the solar cycle goes for eleven years, and we're at the beginning of the second year. So, and they thought, eh, yeah, it might be an active cycle. It's turning out to be a very active cycle, and uh, a lot of uh, things are happening on the sun. Which, to this day, affect you folks out there with your GPSs. In the middle of the day, if a storm happens to blow through, which a lot of them have right now, it messes up GPS systems big time. It can cause blackouts on them. Right. So these computers that you're using They're to find your... They're actually worried that they may take out a satellite mm-hmm. and you actually take it out. Oh, yeah. Yep, very well could be. Especially some of the older ones that may not be shielded as well as they are now. Right. Mm-hmm. We had a yeah. question on uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, Richard asked, uh, Ray, your Sunday blog, as I'm an AOL guy, what time does your blog appear and under what title makes it easier to spot? If you're talking about our Sunday night uh, video, you can you can get the link on our website. Uh, we have a chat every Sunday night. If you're talking about my newsletter, that's at asknick.com, and it's a subscription newsletter. It's only $25 a year. Don't get excited. Um but again, it's you know it's it's a thing that I put out that makes me a little money, and if you want it, you pay for it. It's yeah, not hello, a, it's, it's not a free part, thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's part of your time out of your day that you're taking right. the uh, effort and uh, creating those. Right. It's it's it really it's the it's the replacement for my uh, newspaper column once a week on Sundays. I put this thing out. It's only twenty five bucks a year, and uh, I answer the questions people send in. Do they um, even, I, and, do, and I know that some of you pass it on to other people, and of course that's theft. But yeah, I can't really stop it. So, do they even still print the newspaper? Yes, yes, they do. Yes, it's much thinner than it used to be. Oh, I can remember. Yeah, back in the day when I was a paper boy. Yeah. Matter of fact, they used to have two papers: the DNC and then the Time Union. Time uh, Junior was the evening paper. I was never a paper boy, but I helped my uh, my friend deliver the Sunday paper because it was so big. The yep. worst it took one. Two of us uh, on our bikes uh, to deliver them all in one trip. The one that was the worst was the week of Thanksgiving. Oh yes, yep. that thing was at least four <laughs> inches thick. Yep. Yep. And my uh, mom would get up 
for a number of years when I had my row on things, uh, and we had a station wagon. And we could fill the whole back of the station wagon. I only, I didn't have that many clients. I mean, I think I had maybe 65 to 70, but that filled the whole station wagon. Yep. It was so thick with advertisements and. Yeah, on Thanksgiving, we'd have to make at least two, maybe three trips. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing back then. It was pretty amazing. We had, uh, and of course, those, you know, those were the days when spending the entire day on your bike riding up and down was nothing. It was uh, it was fine. Now you look at a bike and you get tired. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Dave Enright, Steve Ray, me, Nick Francesco, and you. It's 29 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the longest-running computer show in the known universe, Sound Bites, right here on the Truly Great and Truly Grateful to You because we are solely member-supported Jazz 90.1. See you in a couple. Before you call into our show, please make note of the following rules. One, turn your radio down. Two, turn your radio down lower. Three, remember, nobody has invented a good-sounding speakerphone yet. Don't use them. Four, make sure you have a point. It makes for a more interesting show. Five, calling does not guarantee you'll get on the air. No whining. Six, if you do get on the air, please do not tell the host what you just told the screener. We don't care. And seven, is that radio turned down yet? We hope this will make for a more enjoyable program, and we thank you for your time. Computer talk you can understand. More Sound Bites is next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. And I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And at 34 minutes after the hour, we are Sound Bites. Wait, Dave, are you saying there's actually a radio thing you did not get into? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, chasing satellites um, is quite an art. I mean, there, matter of fact, uh, the big program, for folks that don't uh, know, uh, the uh, space station. Right. They uh, really, uh, a number of the uh, astronauts that are into uh, in space are actually ham operators. And they work with a lot of the schools that as they're making a pass over the U.S., they plan this out months. I mean, literally months. The schools have to apply for it, and it's limited. But the students actually get to talk to the astronauts as they're making the pass over their school yeah. and ask a couple questions. It, this is not a long thing, folks. They maybe get uh, five to seven minutes. They're traveling at 17,000 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, and the astronauts love doing this. And sure. I think it's you know it gets kids into the the ham radio thing, and uh, but they also have other satellites that are up there that you can use various programs. The Geochron um, map will uh, you can display all the different satellites that you could literally bounce. It'll tell you the frequencies that you could as it's making a pass, bounce the signal off of, and bounce back down to Earth to some other place. And people are doing that constantly, as do they do with the moon. There's a lot of folks that have gotten into the moon bounce, where depending on where the moon is, whether it's a full moon or whatever, and bounce a signal off the moon. I mean, it's not instantaneous. The astronauts left reflectors up there just for this purpose. Exactly. And that's how we measure the speed of light. Yeah. And the distance from the moon. What is it, eight-second delay? Four seconds up, four seconds back? 
Uh, eight seconds is the sun. It's no, eight minutes is the eight sun. Eight minutes, yeah, eight minutes. It's um, a minute and a, um, second and a half, 180,000 miles per second, and the moon is 240,000 miles away. Second and a half. Oh, right, so it's a three-second delay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. instance. Well, when we were talking about, you know, um, the solar eclipse, uh, solar flares that right now, this is why uh, it's great for young kids right now to uh, get involved. We're trying to get them involved with ham radio because right now, uh, matter of fact, just last month we had this one uh, guy bring in his three daughters, and they all passed. One of them was only seven years old. Nice. And what got her excited was she only had a technician's license. But right now 10 meters is opened up, and she was, because her license allows her to talk all she wants on 10 meters. She was talking to people in Belgium, yep, the Netherlands. She talked to another gentleman, uh, I think, in Italy. And they were all excited because here's this young kid. And she's got her computer all set up, and she's logging it in there and there and having a ball. And, you know, right now with these solar flares, the, the kids are having a lot of fun making contact with just a simple tech license and setting their computers up. So they you can do whether they want to do FT8 or whatever because the uh, with the solar cycle everything is opening up for these kids to really try and get them hooked into this hobby, right? And there's there's a lot of apps available for tracking um, the space station and other satellites. Oh yeah, just, just visually we 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 do that's kind of neat. We've been at rocket launches, you know, during our night launch, and and the station goes overhead, and it's a ninety minute orbit. So if we're lucky, we'll see it again the next time around. Right. Well, there's another gentleman that uh, has gotten into doing what they call weather balloons, mm-hmm. and he sends up a, a balloon, and it's just a, a, I think a couple dollar nylon balloon. But you have to be very precise with the way you construct it. And he's got little solar panels on it that are, and people are tracking yep. it as it goes around the world. And he's got a couple of them up there. And, you know, it's gotten kids into following this balloon on their computer as it goes around the world and seeing how the winds. Yep. Move it around, and you think it's going to uh, come down north, and all of a sudden it sweeps back up, and it'll go in circles and everything else. It really teaches them more about science and how our weather is being affected right now by global change. Yep. There's a lot of people who have put their um, uh, cell phones in a helium, helium balloon and see how high up it will go, and, and then if it survives the fall. <laughs> yeah. If it survives enough to be able to track the GPS, get the phone and, and watch the footage again. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, with these balloons that they're putting up, they don't need a big computer or anything else like that. They can put a very small microchip in there that does what they call uh, whisper tracking, and it runs on watts. Mm-hmm. Very small wattage, folks. I mean, these little panels are maybe 2-inch by 3-inch. And they might put like three of them on there so they can, depending on how they're spinning around up there in space. And these balloons are going up, you know, anywhere from 40 to 70,000 feet and sending signals down. And like I say, it's getting kids interested into aerospace and everything else and tracking stuff. Right. Because they can see it in real time with computers now. I mean, back in our day, we wouldn't have... 
we just know it's up there. And I can remember seeing the Sputnik uh, uh, satellite yeah. going around because the light was flashing as it's moving through the space. Well, now these kids can pull it up on a computer screen and say, oh, got to go outside. It's coming over my house. They don't have to be sitting out there looking all over the place. It, it gives it exact. There's a Florida company called Space Perspectives that's selling uh, seats, $125,000 uh, for a seat on a space balloon. Nice. That's going to go up and then come back down again. They're, uh, and hopefully slowly. Yeah. <laughs> They're targeting a 2024 launch. Nice. Hmm. But there, are, there are apps you can get, Heavens Above, Sky yep. Live, and, and oh, things yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and to predict uh, when they're going to pass over. Right. Right. Well, uh, I do want to one more time uh, mention um, uh, people have been uh, Monday night. Uh, my Monday night gig is uh, uh, at MML Connect slash MNQ. And it is uh, the Monday night live recap with Steve Christie and Darren Bennett. They're going to talk about uh, the games over the weekend. Because these four games are, you know, well, they're going to determine, narrow it down to uh, who's going to be coming to the Super Bowl. It's the final four. Yep. It's the best way to think of it, folks. These eight teams, there's going to be four left. And then next week, it'll narrow it down to who's going to be in the Super Bowl. So there is going to be a lot of criticism because there are some really good teams that have come out of the woodwork that we weren't expecting. And this late in the season, they're all good. It's almost, it, it, I almost right. feel sorry for the losing team because they were so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and well, that's the thing about football. You have one off week and you're, and you're screwed because there's only 12 right. games. Well, plus your injured list, you know? Yeah. I mean, like uh, the Giants game last week, that was unbelievable. It's like baseball, they play 100 games a season, and football, they play 12. <laughs> but this this uh, if this goes well, um, we may get them to do it every Monday for the season mm. next year, which would be very nice. But, you know, it depends on how well no, it's I received think, and how much fun they have and, frankly, how the tip jar does. And and we'll see how that all goes. And there's a link on our uh, homepage now, too. Well, right. especially being here in Rochester, Buffalo Bill fans, I mean, you know, it's huge. So, well, it's not just—it's not just Rochester. Obviously, it's you right. know, from anybody yeah, but, in the world. But you know, to get the word out, folks, and tell your friends and that to uh, join in on it, we got a link off of our webpage. And uh, sit it is in a free it. event Monday night at uh, at uh, seven o'clock. And it should be very entertaining. I mean, bottom line, you know, last time we did it, it was supposed to be. They said <laughs> we set it up, and and uh, Steve said, oh, "I don't think people are going to be interested. Make it half an hour." Yeah. No, Steve, no. So I set it up for an hour, and it went an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And at that, it was just sort of like, you know, what we're... we're it kinda, it we could have gone longer. Kind of done long. Well, yeah, we're kind of done. So uh, we're done now. But So I've set this one up again for an hour, but... Uh, well, there's going to be so many opinions, you know, because, like I say, you've got eight teams there. So, and it's across the country, so you're going to have eight different opinions out there floating right. around why their team didn't get the fair shake or this or that because of this call or that call. So, you know, it should be very lively. Yeah, it should be. It should and be entertaining. It should be pretty interesting. I've never known a game yet that didn't uh, provide some uh, chance for controversy. Let's put oh, it that Oh, yeah, way. yeah, so, I mean... 
It'll be an interesting. It'll be an interesting evening. I'm oh. very much looking forward to it. And Archanda, and, um, correcting me, football has 17 games this season. Yeah, it's oh, 17, and, and 18 ba- weeks. That's base- what I thought. Baseball has uh, 162. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, football's and a little more aggressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they should add that to baseball. There's a lot of a lot of complaints that baseball is dull and boring and slow. If you add tackling, that would be great. <laughs> it would be great. Be great. Um, but then the guy with the bat can can hit back too, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you tackle the guy with the ball, and the, the guy with the bat can hit you. <laughs> So well, they do full sometimes. Contact baseball. That's, yeah. that's that has happened thing. though. When yeah, it the, really has. Pat, uh, the pitcher has hit the a t- player on purpose with a ball. Yep, and that's going quite fast. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do that. We're also looking into the. Um, maybe I shouldn't say this. Into the possibility of some giveaways, but we haven't. We haven't. Well, hey, verified that, that yet. We haven't. That's why the that. folks have to stay tuned. Stay tuned. And, you know, check it out often to uh, see what happens because it's all going to be dependent upon the viewership. Right. The viewers are going to what's going to drive it, whether you do this and, like you say, offer other things. I mean, it's just like when we were talking about our software. Programs can only get better if people support it and help, you know, promote it that much more and gain popularity. Same with this. Unless people are willing to get in there and, like you say, participate, hit the tip jar often, you know, it's going to create the momentum to, to carry this further and other Chicago things. tipping, tip early and often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we want to encourage Steve and Darren to do this more often. So we'll see. We'll see what Monday night brings. It, it should be interesting. But I have always always likened all of these things to shareware. You know, the shareware is that 1% of the people who get shareware pay for it. Yep. 1%. It's it's shameful, quite honestly. I can attest to that. Back in my programming days, Mm -hmm. I did up a program that I offered out there when freeware was out there, you know, shareware was out there, and it was to run a football pool. Yep, and it would do up the tally sheets for people, and the person running it could, you know, sit there and uh, uh, put out the stats and everything else. And it was a fun thing, you know, and people really liked it. I Combi- had combinometrics. Yeah, what's yeah, think, yeah, something, something like that. I had two people, two people, offer me five bucks, which means you I, must have had at least two hundred people. I had all these other folks saying, well, what about having to do this? And what about having doing that? And I happened to tell them, you know, well, when I had the time, I was going to school, going for my degree. You know, I had other programs I had to write. And you want me to do this and do that for nothing. Oh, I I did something similar with a program many years ago. And I would write back to people and say, "Um, thank you for the suggestion. I will put it on my list. Frankly, I am prioritizing um, requests from people who have paid. Yeah. That's yep. simple enough. Uh, you didn't pay. I you didn't, didn't think of it at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, uh, like point. I said, if if I paid for something, I don't have a compunction about saying what I'd like it to do is this. If I haven't paid for it, I don't like to complain. You Clearly, I'm in the minority there. Clearly. Oh, it's same, same here. 
like I said before, any of the programs. Matter of fact, uh, on one of the programs, the guy even uh, next to your call sign puts a little money bag. <laughs> yeah. Yep. As donate uh, as signification that he's a paying member, and so you know you show up on this leaderboard or that, and it's the little you see the different little money bags pop up from here to there, you know, all over the world, and they're supporters of the program, and that's why the guy can keep adding, and he's added some real good features that help make the computer run that much more efficient. And do the job more efficiently. Well, I had I, I had a guy who called me up one time and said, "Can are you uh, you're paying for this X thing, right?" I said, "Yeah, I am." He said, "Can you ask for this um, feature?" So why don't you ask for it? He says, "Well, I did, but they're ignoring me, and I think it's because I'm not paying for it." Well, then pay for it. It was like twenty bucks a year. I'm, I'm sorry s- you're that cheap, but <laughs> pay There's, for it. The, and and say I, if it was twenty bucks a day, yeah. Yeah. twenty bucks a month. Okay, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Twenty bucks a year. Twenty bucks a year. You and yeah. I know this guy. He can afford twenty bucks a year. Mm-hmm. He can well, afford it. Not even notice it. Pocket lint. Yep. Pay it. There's been well, sort of a general society wide thing happening over the last few years. Uh, people don't don't want to work anymore. Kind of meme. Yeah. Although was it Snopes? Brought back a hundred years of newspaper clippings, and people have been saying that for a hundred years. Yeah, but it's it's every generation doesn't want their kids to to have to work as hard as they did. Right. But we're at the point now where, especially uh, the infrastructure is falling apart. We don't have enough plumbers and carpenters and tradesmen, tradesmen, yeah, you know, rodbusters and iron workers because we all want to sit down, write programs, and get bought by Google. Right. So we're kind of we, we had to swing the other way before we're going to come back in in the middle. And nobody wants to start out at the bottom level. They yeah. want the middle management jobs right off the get go. Right. And it's like, no, you got to start down here to get up here. There was a really interesting sci-fi story by a local author, Nancy Cress, a few years ago. Oh yeah. Um, just after basically replicators were invented, you push a button, you get anything you want. Right. Initially, they were expensive to run, so only rich people had them, just like everything else. Right. Um, and, and but as it filtered down through society, there was a group of people that didn't want to work, didn't have to. They just push a button and they get the thing. And then there was another group of people that liked working. Right. And the story was about these two people meeting each other, and neither of them could understand the other one's point of view. Yep. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I work because I want to. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I do what I like, and I enjoy well, yeah, it. Yeah, that's the old slogan. If, if you like what you do, you never work a day in your right. life. Well, that, yeah, that's there are what, times I have worked hard, yeah. and there are times I haven't worked for decades. Well, yes. I'm like my dad. You know, I He could never sit still, and I'm, I'm the same type of way. Um, that's why I still drive part-time, yep. three days a week. I only do it eight hours, but it gets me out and... I feel accomplished that I'm doing something than just sitting around. I got, you know, the rest of the time off. Right. But being uh, retired is fine, but I like to keep busy a little mm-hmm. bit. And this, I feel like I'm giving back to society, even though I'm getting paid. I enjoy the work that I do. And, it, you know, works all the way around, keeps me out of the house, out of my wife's hair. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a public service, really, right there. Yeah, really. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. To me, of course, I'm not I'm not getting a penny off of this tip jar. It's not my mm-hmm. money. Um, for me, this is a social experiment. 
We'll see how how it works. We'll see. But it's going to keep the program going. That's yeah. Even though you well, but that's the point. Will it? Yeah. And and to me, it's an interesting experiment. How many people are going to be at the event, and how many people are going to hit the tip jar, and for how much? Well, that's why I told you it's going to be an interesting experiment. Uh, I see it a lot on the various YouTube videos that uh, the YouTube shows that I subscribe to for my ham radio stuff. And the number of times since this has become popular, the tip charts and, you know, uh, Patreon members and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. It is really catching on because, like you say, it brings out of the woodwork the actual people that want to support and keep the go- things and going I'm, like this radio station. I'm hearing a lot of that in, in other podcasts where advertising is drying up. Because big companies are buying a lot of the podcasts, and then you have to subscribe to the big company. Um, and and so several of the podcasts I listen to say that their advertiser-driven um, uh, shows are getting cut way back because the advertisers are, are dying off. Or, well, not dying off, but are, are cutting back on their advertising. Yeah, budgets. And, and so more and more of them are opening... Uh, you know, Patreon links or, right. or, um, uh, what's the other one? Discord or something. Yeah. Discord's three, a biggie. Yeah. Three or five dollars a month per show or, you know, whatnot. Those subscription fees are start, are being able to, to go towards specific shows that can keep going because of that. Mm-hmm. Because the advertising dollars are, are kind of drying up. What, what I always find interesting is I, I listen to several different podcasts from several different podcast networks and it's always the same set of advertisers. So there's there's like five or six different advertisers that will advertise in podcasting, mm-hmm. and for that month it's on all the same advertising same is, is on all five shows, and then and then there's a different one next month, and then a different one next month. So it's like interesting how the advertisers are kind of feeling out if there's any any uh, um, a return on podcasting. Yeah. And part of the problem with with podcasting is it's it's inherently anonymous. We don't know who you are. We could. Tell the IP address you download it from, right? Which gives us a vague geographic area, right? But That's we, how I know that you know three hundred people from Germany downloaded right. the Soundbites podcast. But we know nothing more than that. Right. Yeah, advertisers. I want to sell my show to eighteen to twenty year old men who who live in this suburb and make fifty thousand dollars a year. We we can't tell you that, so they're not going to advertise. Right. It's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a. An interesting dichotomy. Nobody yeah, with, wants to pay, but everybody wants yeah. everything. Even so, with the radio like this, we, we don't know who's listening. Right. There are surveys where people voluntarily say what they're listening to, but right. we never know. Yeah. Well, and it's the same with billboards. Yeah. Right? Who drives by a billboard? Well, everybody. Oh, yeah, that narrowed it down. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you don't know who sees a billboard, and therefore you don't know who actually gets hit mm-hmm. by a billboard. That's why you see so many places will have use special code, whatever. And right. it's a different code depending on the means of, of the advertising. My favorite is I actually saw a billboard as I was driving down the highway with a QR code on it. Yeah. That's not going to happen or it's going to cause accidents. Yeah. Yeah. How do you- the passenger in your car can do it. Maybe, but is, was it big if enough? Was it big enough, enough for the phone to read? Well, yeah. that's it. Is it big enough for the phone to read? Are you going slow enough yeah. that it isn't blurred out? I mean, it's that's just stupid. It's, somebody didn't think that one through. It's like the billboards that have a whole lot of text on them. Yeah. Nope. Nope. 
Yeah. I just don't Not have time to read a whole lot the, of text. The rotating ones, that you know, electronic signs where they right. rotate, I always catch half of one, uh, the end of one ad and the beginning half of another ad. I never right. see a whole ad. And half the time <laughs> yeah. the text is so small, they've got a big picture and small text. Yep. I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Unless it's a comedian that I happen to know, for example, you know, okay, where is this person? Uh, apparently, I don't know because I couldn't read the actual sign. It changed before I got close enough. Yep. I can see that person's face from a half a mile away, but I can't read the sign. So I either pull off to the side of the road and wait for it to come around again, or I miss it. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's just the way the world works. Um, you know, we, we don't, uh, if, you, if you take a look at, uh, at a bunch of this stuff, we produce this every week for free. But twice a year, we come and, and ask you to support the station. And uh, uh, so far, um, we're, we're very blessed that you have all kind of stepped up. And, and we very much appreciate that. But it's, uh, it's getting harder. And it's, uh, it's getting more... Uh, it's getting it's getting harder is all I'll say. All right, that's it. It's not even it's not even uh, uh, pledge week, and we're dunning people for money. Uh, that's it. We're done for another week. Um, uh, so you don't have to listen to us uh, moan about the state of people anymore. Uh, we're done for another week. I want to thank Dave Enright, Steve Ray. I'm Nick Francesco. Um, uh, if you're, if you're interested in sports, you can join us Monday night. That'll be a lot of fun. We host, uh, every Sunday night, uh, we host a, uh, uh, an online forum through, uh, Mastermind Lounge. We host a, a, a live video lounge where you can ask questions and we chit chat, uh, and I do it for Ask Nick as well. Uh, but you have to be a member to get that one. But we'll be back next week with a whole lot more sound bites on member supported. Jazz 90.1. See you in 166 hours. Be good to one another, will you?